Welcome to this episode of Her Vision Podcast. Today we have a special guest. She is my boss, dear friend, and mentor, Kelly Masters. Kelly is recognized as one of the most influential women in sports business. She is an attorney, an NFL sports agent, and founder of KMM Sports, a full-service sports management company. Kelly has represented more professional athletes than any woman in the industry, having served as agent and contract advisor to players in every NFL draft since 2006, as well as numerous athletes in the MLB draft and the Olympics. In 2010, she made history as the first woman to represent a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Kelly is a former national and world champion baton twirler and was also Miss Oklahoma in 1997. Her first book will be released this year called High Impact Life, a sports agent's secrets to finding and fulfilling a purpose you can't lose. So I just wanted to pray for our time really quickly. This is something that Kelly and I do when we're together. So if you would join me, dear Jesus, thank you so much for Kelly. Thank you for her life, for the lives that she's impacted. I pray that this podcast episode would impact people, that she would share her purpose and her calling and how you continue to use her to impact people all over the world. We thank you for this time together in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So Kelly, tell us just a little bit more about your story of discovering your purpose. Sure. So I grew up as a very driven young woman, child, young woman. I I remember I started carrying around a planner with all my goals in it when I was about six or seven years old. And so I was super driven from an early age and I was able to accomplish a lot of my goals, but it took me until really after I graduated college and I was in law school and I looked back and I realized that I had accomplished all of these goals that I had set when I was young, but I was really, really empty and still felt like I was never enough. And I still felt like I was all that I had accomplished. I still felt like a failure and a fraud wrestled with why is that? You know, if if this is what life is about, if it's about setting goals and accomplishing them, and I've done that, but I'm, I still feel like I'm miserable and empty and, you know, would be fine with my life ending. Then what is life about? And I realized, I looked back and I really realized that all of my accomplishments, not that it's bad to be driven or to be excellent. Those are good things, but I was doing it out of fear. And I was driven by fear of letting people down fear of not being enough, fear of not being the best or people figuring out that I was not really that talented or, you know, thought I was ugly or, you know, dumb or or whatever and incompetent. All the things that we wrestle with as human beings, all the doubts and the self-doubt that we, that we wrestle with, especially as girls and as women, and we doubt ourselves and criticize ourselves so hard. So I reached kind of this point where I just said, I am done living in fear. I don't want to live this way anymore. Even if it means that I live a life 
of being a nobody for the rest of my life and never accomplishing another single goal. I'm just tired and exhausted from, from trying to pretend to be something that I felt like I wasn't. And so my only answer was I, I reached out to a friend of mine. I remember that she had prayed with me when I was really young. I felt like she had this connection to heaven and I couldn't even explain it. I had grown up going to church, but, and hearing people talk about having a relationship with God, but I didn't, that was the one time I could go back and say, okay, I saw someone that actually had a connection to God. And I remember I called her and I said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but tell me about your connection to God. Tell me about how you pray. I felt like she heard from God. God gave her answers and direction. And I, it was funny because I was still in kind of that performance mindset. And I said, well, is this something that I can earn? Is this something that's available to me? Have I, have I messed up too much? Am I not one of the special ones? Is this connection available to me? And she said, of course it is. And I've been waiting for this phone call for 20 years. And so I remember praying really in earnest for the first time and knowing that my prayers were connecting with heaven. And I just gave everything. I gave my life, my goals, my hearts, my desires, everything to God. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm done with trying to carry all of this myself and being so afraid all the time. I just want to give it to you, God. And I want to know, I want to understand your love for me. And I want to understand what my life means. I want to understand what I have. And so I made that really, really critical shift from fear to purpose. And that's where I discovered what purpose was. And the funny thing is, I think people automatically think that God dropped this, you know, boom, your purpose is to be a sports agent. (laughs) And it didn't work that way. (laughs) All I knew in that very moment, when I was on my knees in my little tiny apartment in law school, um, finally knew that I had purpose. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know where it was going to lead me, but I knew I had a purpose and I knew that God loved me and that he had created me for a reason. And that's all I needed to know. That was the start of the journey. I thought that I was supposed to be a missionary. And I honestly thought, you know, I even remember saying out loud, God, if I'm supposed to scrub toilets and change diapers the rest of my life in Africa, that's what I'm doing. And I was 100% willing to go. And fortunately, I had some great spiritual mentors in my life at that time. I had plugged into a church. I had started reading the Bible just voraciously. And, and I realized that I really needed to ask God what my purpose was and ask for his wisdom. And so I spent time praying and fasting and and learning what that even meant. I didn't know. And I spent about two solid weeks just praying and fasting until I knew I'd heard an answer from God. And all I knew was I was supposed to finish law school and take that first step in faith. One thing that I knew is I was, I was supposed to learn nonprofit law. That was the one clear answer that I got from staying in law. I was like, okay, if I have to stay in law school, I know this is what I need to study. And it's so amazing how God used that one little seed that was planted in me um, to bring me where I am today. Thank you so much for sharing that. And for all of our listeners, um, I can attest, I have, you know, known Kelly for, I think like four years now and had uh-huh. uh, the opportunity to spend a whole summer with her and uh, shadow her in her day-to-day life. And it was so amazing to see in your career and in your personal life, how do you continue to seek God first? And, you know, even on the rough days, um, yeah. I remember there was a time that Kelly was having a rough day and I kind of turned the corner in the kitchen and she was just praying. And I thought, wow, that is the first thing she is doing is on her hands and knees praying. It's just incredible. And 
I think that that is just a testimony of everything you've gone through and who God is in you and your purpose that you continue to see just the big picture and know that that purpose comes from God and it's something that you do have to seek. Um, so I'd love to kind of get into how does that work for you with in your professional life with your players? That's really good. So I mentioned I developed that interest. And honestly, I think maybe at the time it was, well, in my heart, I wanted to be a missionary and thought that that's what you do when you want to serve God with your whole heart, you become a missionary. And we all do, actually. We all have a calling, all yeah. of us, not just people who are called to preach. It's all of us have a calling. And so that drives everything I do. And I pursued that after law school. I pursued, okay, how can I use what God has given me, the skills, the personality, the connections, like the people he's brought into my life? How can I press into that? Mm -hmm. and fulfill my purpose. And initially it was practicing law, which I knew was all a training ground. I mean, it was practicing law, being a trial lawyer, but also working with foundations and ministries and missions and people who had been given a vision by God that they believed was inspired to make a difference and how I could use my skills to help them bring that to life. And that's, that's what I focused on. And that's what I, I, every day I would get up and pray and say, God, I want to be where you want me to be doing the things you want me to do. Help me to Help me to do that. Not that I hit the mark a hundred percent of the time. Nobody does, but that was my goal. Every, that was, that was a great goal to have is a goal of pursuing God every day. Not just how many people are going to be impressed with me. How many wins am I going to get? How many likes am I going to get on my pictures? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, how can I please God? He's, I want him to be pleased with me. I love him. He loves me. How can I walk to please my audience of one? And so I did for five years every day, day in and day out. It was a, a total grind behind the scenes. Nobody, mm -hmm. no one cared. My name wasn't in any, it wasn't posted anywhere. It wasn't in any articles. Nobody thought anything special of me. For five years in total an anonymity, I learned and I fought for people. A phone call came and we were talking before we started this about things can change in an instant. And that's, that can be a bad thing or it can be a good thing also. And I, I believe even the bad moments, the really horrible trials that we face in life, um, God doesn't send them, but he absolutely uses them and he is a redeemer and everything that we endure and go through, even the mistakes we make, God can use yeah. to lead to his perfect calling and his perfect will. And so nothing is wasted there. There's nothing that we have to look back on and say, okay, I'm, you know, I've taken myself off of the right path because of a mistake. God always redeems and he always uses what we go through. And so Everything can change in an instant. And in one phone call, I was asked to help a former NFL player with his foundation. They had run into some issues with the IRS. They were needing to hire a lawyer and they hired me. I couldn't have known that. I couldn't have known that that's what God was preparing me for. But I helped him with his foundation. We helped him make an impact on thousands of lives through his foundation. And that led to conversations about, wow, this is incredible to see someone using their platform and their resources to really make a difference in the lives of others. In those conversations, the player and his mother looked at me and said, where were you in the beginning? We would have loved to have worked with an agent like you. And I corrected them and said, no, no, I'm not Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I'm just a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't run in those circles. That's not me. And I remember his mom saying, you need to pray about this because we would have signed with you. She said, just the way that you care Mm -hmm. And 
communicate in the way that you, it's not about you. It's about how can you serve? And she said, there's just no one like that in the agent world. And so I took that and it was one of those things that initially I sort of dismissed because I thought it didn't fit my personality. Huh? <laughs> and it was <laughs> my dream, but God just continued to reveal himself to me as I pressed into it. And I researched for a long time and talked to as many people who would talk to me as possible. And at the end of about a year of research, I knew either this is going to be the hardest thing that I've ever done Mm -hmm. and I can run from it or I can press into it and say, okay, this is a dark world and it doesn't look like that I belong in it. But what if God is calling me to be light in a dark place? And he's calling all of us to be light in a dark place. He's calling all of us to be salt and light and to point people to him. So I made that decision. I jumped in with both feet and became an agent and started my own company, started KMM, which was really honestly insane at the time. It didn't make any sense, but by faith, it made a lot of sense because I was following God's calling on my life. And so it was a process. And for those of you who are listening to this, who are trying to figure out your purpose in life, trying to make career decisions, make goals for your future, plan out your five next five or 10 years. I was 32 when I discovered exactly what my career was supposed to look like. 32. Um, and that sounds really young to me now, but <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, I couldn't imagine ever being 30. That sounded yes. so super old. And you think you're supposed to have life totally figured out and have be married and have kids and yep. like be settled and debt-free and own your house and all of these things by the time you're 30. And at 32, I was just beginning. And in a lot of ways at 40, I was still pressing in, trying to accomplish what God had called me to accomplish. And at 47, almost 48 now, 50 is like right ahead of me, but it's shifted now. I never ever feel like, okay, I should have it all together. And I don't, (laughs) which is kind of the default that all of us go to. Like we look around at everyone else's lives and think they all have it figured out. And I'm still a mess. I never look at that. I always realize, you know, this life is a journey. And we are all in a stage of progress and everybody's journey is different. Mm -hmm. There's no perfect, you're not, everyone's supposed to do, you know, X at 30 and Y at 40. We are all on our own journey and we're right where we're supposed to be as long as we are pursuing God. Exactly. And that's what we have to remember. Exactly. How has finding your purpose and your calling and all the things that God was preparing you for in your current situation with KMM, how do you see God in the midst of all that and how he's prepared you and how he's prepared KMM? There are so many things. And I I think obviously there are scriptures that talk about this, but there are so many things that I can look back on now with the benefit of the wisdom of being the age I am and and having 15, 16 years in the same industry, pursuing the same goals for the last more than a decade and a half. And it's when God says, you may not understand what I'm doing now, but you will. And I've finally reached that place. Not that I understand all of it, but I've reached a place in my life. And I think we all can, we can look back and say, okay, I didn't understand what I was going through then, but I'm starting to see it now. And there are so many things that I look back on when there were months and even years where I was going, what is happening? (laughs) Why are things going the way they are? Why is God doing this? Mm -hmm. Why haven't certain things happened? Why have certain things happened that I didn't count on? And I can look back now and go, thank you, Jesus. Like, thank you. I, I think the best thing that any of us can do, no matter where we are, whatever stage we are in life is to be thankful and to wake up and give gratitude and 
praise God for things that haven't even happened yet. We don't know how he's going to bring things to pass. His plan is totally different plane than our thinking and the way we would do things in our own power. And thank God we, we don't have to do things in our own power. We have, we do have to do the work that God calls us to do and do the work, but trust his plan and trust how he is going to order our steps. And we can trust him with the outcome. We do our part. We trust him with the outcome. Not that I've arrived and, you know, talk to me in another 10 years. And I'll probably have even more wisdom and a lot more, as we call them wisdom highlights now, like <laughs> I'm dealing with gray hair now and my hairdresser goes, it's wisdom highlights. Exactly. Uh, I love that. <laughs> so I have a lot more wisdom highlights that I did 10 years ago and I'll have even more in 10 years. We're all on a journey and we're all making progress every day as long as we are pursuing him. I'm so thankful. Now I see why KMM went through so much much that it did. I see why certain people that wanted to be involved didn't end up being involved, why certain things didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I see why things are working out. I remember reading, I'm a voracious reader. I read a ton, um, but I spend more time in the word than any. And that's not saying, oh, look at me. I'm so great. Like I'm desperate for the word. Yeah. I can't survive without spending time in like devouring the word and asking God to speak to me through it, through his Bible, through his written word, it's, it's him. And I need it every day. And none of us will ever reach a point where we don't need him every day. So I spent a lot of time in the word, but I also really study as he reveals other things. And I remember reading about some of the big agencies that you hear about now, like William Morris, for example, (laughs) William Morris agency. For 20 years, William Morris struggled. It was nothing. It was a tiny little agency that battled, you know, even from a worldly standpoint. For 20 years, they were just trying to find success. Mm-hmm. And, and in a sense, trying to do things the way I'm doing them, trying to do things the right way with the right people and not cutting corners, but being excellent and having integrity and all those things. And it took 20 years. Well, now 80 years later, <laughs> you know, it's massive and successful and it's impacted millions of lives. And that's just one example. You look at so many examples of people who had a vision from God that they didn't give up on. And it takes time. It takes time to build. It's things that, you know, you can see, and even the word talks about it. Things can spring up overnight, but they wither. And things that take time where you have spent years, or in my case, decades, like digging, 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 where people can't see the work, but you're laying a foundation for what you're going to build on and what your legacy is going to be. And so I've realized more than ever that KMM has, yes, it's been my baby in my life's work, but I'm just laying a foundation mm-hmm. for what God wants to do for generations to come. It's mm-hmm. a way different perspective when you see things from God's perspective. For sure. Yeah. That's amazing. What advice do you have to young women that are struggling to find that purpose or that calling? And this can be, you know, in a personal or professional level um, with the things that you've gone through. Gosh, how long do I have? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, let's just also put in Kelly. Um, Her book is going to be released this year and it is going to be a great read for those struggling in that area. Kelly, you want to talk a little bit about that and then kind of your advice? I'll touch on my advice a little bit, but that would be my best advice is uh, go on Amazon and order high impact life. (laughs) That's a shameless plug, but I'm telling you, I poured my heart into this book and you know, <laughs> I did. Yes. It's, been, it's been a work in progress really for 15, 16 years. She keeps a little notebook with her at all times and jots down all the time. And I remember when we first met, I was like, man, that is a full notebook, but now it's a book <laughs> because these are book. Just, yeah. she just jots down daily, but now it's turned yeah. into a book. So <laughs> yes, I remember one time I was speaking somewhere and I had my Bible and it was to a youth group or something. And I picked up my Bible and all of these notes fell out. Like 
tons of papers, you know, different envelopes and things I've written on. And everyone kind of laughed. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like every time God speaks to me, I write it down on whatever I can find to write down on. And I stuff it in my Bible. And so my Bible is full of like revelation, things that God has spoken to me. And that's not a bad thing, you know, written it down over my life and then have turned it into a book because it's something that I desperately needed when I was a teenager, a young woman, even now, um, I reread, I go back and reread some of the lessons just to remind myself, we are walking through a world that is dark and is full of challenges every single day. And there is, we have to acknowledge there is good and there is evil in the Mm -hmm. world. And evil isn't necessarily a person or an organization. Evil is evil. Sometimes people act evil or (laughs) listen to evil, but at the end of the day, people are not our enemy. The enemy is our enemy. And so I think arming ourselves as a young woman, I would say this to any young woman who is wrestling with worry or self-doubt, or you're feeling like you're not enough. You're comparing your life to everything else you see. You see all the flaws that we can hide with filters, but, but yeah. we see all the flaws in our own lives and we know our struggles. We question ourselves or Um, Maybe we make plans and they fail. The world is constantly working against us. But the awesome thing is we were all created by a perfect God who loves us unconditionally. And that's enough. All of us proclaiming I'm enough. Well, actually, you're not. We aren't. (laughs) There's so much freedom in knowing that you don't have to be enough. Mm -hmm. You just have to speak every day when you get up in this imperfect dark world We are imperfect people, but we have a perfect God who loves us more than we could ever imagine. He thinks we hung the moon. He adores everything about us, even the the stuff that needs work. (laughs) He adores us where we are. He loves us where we are. And he wants to, through love and through even conviction, which is different. That's something that's in my book. There's a difference between the conviction of God showing us what we can work on and and how we can be more like him every day and how it's a process versus condemnation, which Mm -hmm. is not from God. And those are the thoughts that tell you it's hopeless. Yes. And God is never hopeless. Life never has to be, it can feel hopeless, but Mm -hmm. when you have God, you just have to connect with him and, and love him and seek him every day. We'll have the answers that we need. We'll have the provision that we need. We don't need to worry about our future or where we're heading. We just need to pursue him. Exactly. And if we're pursuing him, even if it takes till you're 50 years old, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it is all about pursuing God. I love you. Who do you want me to be? What can I do today to be more of the person that you've called me to be? And if you screw up, that's okay. Just right. repent, say, God, I screwed up. Help me forgive me and help me to get this right and help me to write the ship. And he always does for all the young women and young men that listen to this. There is always hope. As long as you are pressing in and pursuing God with your heart, there's no hopeless situation. Exactly. Thank you so much, Kelly. And thank you for being such a great role model to me and to so many young men and women out there that are pursuing their purpose. God will continue to use you and build KMM and continue to impact people. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sydney. I just love you and appreciate you and have so much respect for you. And God clearly has a strong purpose for your life and you're pursuing it. Thank you, Kelly. Mm -hmm.